Welcome to the Defining Leaders podcast. Defining Leaders was founded by the idea that together is better. We started as a virtual community that worked together to help develop and lift each other up, helping to boost one another's careers and make work a better place to be. We wanted to grow that community, so we decided to bring it here. I'm your host, Kristen Gupta, the connector of people. And this is Defining Leaders, where together is better. Welcome, everybody, to this week's series on leadership excellence. And this is the topic in which we're wrapping up this series. I love this topic. We had such a great conversation on it. And that is leadership is influence. Today, we're joined by one of our newbies. This was your first event with us, Stuart Mason. Welcome. So glad to have you. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you. We're also joined by Peter Stippen, Sheila Beekle, and Hello. Sarah Deacon. Thanks so much, you guys. Hi, Thanks Kristen. for having us. Hello. Hello. So great to have you. Such a great topic during our live Defining Leaders discussion today. For those of you that are listening in and don't know, every single week we meet on Wednesdays at noon with a group called Defining Leaders. And the purpose of this group is to help to lift each other up, help to help to define ourselves as leaders and be there for one another as well. You get a lot from listening, but you'll, you'd also get a lot from attending if you ever get a chance. So we'd love to have you. Talk to us a little bit, though, about what you guys got out of this topic. This is such a big topic. And I know we had opened it up by saying this is something that John Maxwell has really promoted, really gotten out there. He's written several books about this topic, but there's a lot of other leaders that really focus on this, too. What did you get out of the conversation today? Sheila? Our small group, it was really intriguing. We flipped it on the other side. We talked about as an influencer, what is the importance of your followers and what are they like? And should you know, should you be targeting? So we spent a lot of time on that. And it was surprising to me that once we started to write about it, I said, well, we should actually write a job description for followers. It's really important that you show up a certain way and that you have a clear understanding of who your followers are, but that shouldn't mean that you change how you show up. It just means that you need to understand that your followers may move in and out of your influence circle. So that was mm -hmm. really different to look at it from the flip side. You know, it's interesting, Sheila, some of the coaches that I follow have talked to me about nothing is truly tested or nothing is it's true until it's actually been tested on your market. Meaning you roll this out to your followers and you see how they respond to it because we might think things in our heads but until we actually express it, that's just a hypothesis. It's not reality, right? It's like you said, you're testing things on your followers. You're learning things from the feedback from them as well. And the more you understand them, the more you can predict what some of those scenarios are going to play out to be. And just a corollary to that is yeah. we also talked about, are you still an influencer if you don't have followers? And are you what kind of influencer do you get to choose how many? Do you want to be like a Kardashian and have a couple million? Or do you want to just be, say, like a parent and just influence your immediate family? So we also had some thoughts about number of followers and whether yeah. it needs to be deliberate or not. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that came out today is no matter where we are, we are influencing people, no matter what, whether we think we are or not, right? Peter, you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, to Sheila's point there, I mean, you, you always have a capacity to influence with every interaction, right? And what are you influencing? You're influencing the character of someone. You're influencing their behavior of someone. We, we talked really strongly today about development and how you're influencing the development of someone's leadership abilities. And our group talked about, I think it was Kimmy, she said uh, she studies other leaders and she builds her leadership on the shoulders of her other leaders. And then Lana was asking, well, how do you know that they're a good connection or someone good? And it's their behavior. And if you like what they're representing, then you're going to build yourself from that and look at how they influence. It takes research. I mean, you know, there's because one thing you may say could influence that person for the rest of their life. And uh, so yeah. it's, it's really important to, um, to know what motivates people and what influences them. Yeah, go ahead. Stuart. Stuart. Just, just to build upon what you just said, you're influencing 100% of the time whether it is on social media, you know, through your podcasts or your posts that live on, you know, eternally, or whether you're meeting with one person or a group of people, you are always influencing through your words and your behaviors and your actions. People see you even when you aren't trying to influence. So it's, it's really important that you continue to be authentic yeah. and that you continue to be true to yourself. Absolutely. We had phrases, walk the talk. This is where the rubber meets the road. If you want to influence someone to have uh, an improved performance or actually to be a good team, then you need to, to, to demonstrate that. You know, what they always say, lead by example. That's that's what I'm sitting with right now Mm -hmm. um, is just that I can't control how other people perceive me. What I can control is how I show up in alignment with my own values and my own purpose, walking the walk, walking the talk, living, you know, practicing what I preach, all of those, all of those things. And that came up in our group. Stuart was in my group. And, you know, I talked a little bit about, and I think Sheila was saying a little bit about it too looking into who our followers who our followers are and working on connecting with them building relationship with them at the same time it's it's important that we not become too attached ourselves to what they take from what we say or do because again i can only control what i can control and if i try to control what other people see hear or perceive or adopt for their own, that's going to drive me crazy and it's not going to work. That's not what influence is. That's control. And nobody wants to be controlled. So influence is stepping back and understanding that if I want to make a certain point or have a certain headline in what I say or how I show up, that's for me. And what somebody else might take from it might not be the same headline that I, that I actually went in with and sort of what you were saying. And I think Mm -hmm. Sheila as well, you, Kristen were saying that nugget or that perception that comes from how I show up or how I behave, that's going to, you know, possibly like Peter said, care, stay with them for the rest of their life. 
So if I show up and I make the connection, that's the important piece. We perceive you're adding value, Sarah. Right. (laughs) If you add value and then people understand what your values are, and if they're something that they admire, you're influencing them to possibly take on those same values. Yeah. Right. And this was to one of the know, things to know yeah. who they are and adjust if they're taking something completely off base. <laughs> <laughs> adjust, yeah. like like Sheila was saying, like know the followers and know how how that's landing, so that if it's not landing the way you intend, then to to adjust as necessary. <laughs> so, the, Sarah, let the, me let me um, just yeah, do a little ahead, caveat yeah. there. A little caveat would be is. It's not that you yourself change. What you do is change your message. Because one of the important things we talked about in the large groups was the um, consistency. As an influencer, you don't get to change every day. You, You don't get to, you are going to evolve, but you don't get to be somebody different every day because that's not going to make sense. Yeah. Thanks, Peter, shaking your head. I see you nodding. That's right. You were confused where I was going when I got there. To be consistent. (laughs) You brought this up in the meetings, Cheryl. That's you know to be consistent about that. I agree 100. Today in the Zoom meetings, and there's so many things that distract us, so or distract the people we're leading. So you need to be consistent along those lines. And that, that of, starts with knowing who you are, what you value, how you want to show up. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> no, I, I love podcasts like this where we all have so much that we want to say. Uh, so, listeners, just so you know, this is a topic that obviously all five of us are very, very passionate about as well. And we we commented on a couple of things and I want to spin the conversation this way. Speaking of Sarah, what you were just talking about, we talked about even social media influencers and we tried to get a perspective of why do they gain influence or why do they not? So I want to spin there in, in a minute, but also a piece of that is you don't follow people that you don't find value in as well. So Peter, you had brought up that value piece. And this is, I feel, the integral part of being an influencer is people will not follow you unless they get something out of that following. Sometimes it's popularity for those that are influencers, like you had mentioned the Kardashians, Sheila, in the beginning. I mean, people follow them sometimes to get out of their own lives and follow the drama of it, just like why we watch TV. But then there's other reasons why people follow people. But if you don't have that reason for that person to want to follow you or that value there, they're not going to. So let's think of the social media influencers, because this helps us to picture how we can be better at that. Stuart, did you get anything out of that side of the conversation today? I did. I didn't write it down. (laughs) But... While we were talking, I was just thinking about the types of social media people that I follow. And I'm very, very interested in cooking. So I follow Gordon Ramsay and Jamie Oliver. And uh, I also follow this wonderful cook in Azerbaijan who cooks everything outside. And But the important part is they all add value. They're teaching me something. They're teaching me how I am going to perform a task or season something. That the people that I am that I'm interested in and in watching have a skill set that I don't have. 
Yeah. And speaking of which, you know that if you cook a Gordon Ramsay meal well, if you follow what he says to do, it will turn out really tasty. If you tried and it didn't turn out tasty, if that consistency wasn't there, you probably wouldn't follow him anymore, right? So that consistency is important, but also that they're providing that value to you. Yep. Peter, did you get something out of that influencer thinking that way side? Yeah, I know with social media, you, you listen, you don't really have to, you, you're not Engage. talking in social media, yeah. right? So you're, you're missing some of the communication skills there. And one of the things Sheila talked about and Stuart just emphasized is you want to learn from people who are experts in their field. So Stuart's really not going to probably follow me on my cooking skills. Um, maybe my wife's cooking skills, because she's fabulous, uh, but she follows Gordon Ramsay. So, um, <laughs> and if there's, if you want to learn something, I think Jeffrey mentioned about Kata and Kata teams and uh, leading with questions. Uh, that's, those are things that, you know, Sarah was saying, or Sheila was saying, we, you know, if you have an expert that you want to learn something, you hopefully learn from an expert. So, are we conveying that in our social media that we're experts in leadership and influence defining leaders? I mean, that's what we're all about. We talked about the number one thing leaders have to do is listen. And you need to listen before you try to persuade somebody in, in some one way or the other. And by the way, when they're talking, you may go, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I'm learning from them. And um, that's the right thing to do. So. That's another aspect of influencing, but you know, you're influencing by others. Peter, it's hard to listen to somebody that thinks that they're right all the time. Like it's aggravating for a lot of us. So to have somebody admit when they're wrong actually makes them more mm -hmm. human and relatable for us as well. So maybe we want to follow them more. Sheila, what were you um, going to say? I'm going to piggyback off of Peter and I would like to maybe bring in, St well, St Stuart and Sarah too. Are you an influencer because you're an expert or can you be an influencer if you're not an expert? Oh, I see Sarah nodding her head. Do you have to continually upskill to be an influencer? Is that the value you bring? Oh, oh, who wants to who wants to answer this one? Because I'm I'm asking it as a question. Somebody take it. I think I think that's a really it's a really intriguing question because like like Stuart was saying, you're influencing a hundred percent of the time right. and somebody's always watching. Are you, are they looking at you and seeing some, something inspiring, seeing some value, whether it's just, Hey, you bring a smile to their face. Maybe that's the, the value you bring or whether it's something like a professional chef, like Gordon Ramsay or whatever it is, that is a, like a learning value, a, a, a skill set. So that's giving, that the expertise. Go giving ahead, people what they need. You don't have to be an expert on it. If they need a smile today, they want to smile and you're giving them that smile. If they want to learn to cook in a different way, um, you're giving them what they want. And you don't have to be an expert on that either. It's true. In retrospect, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch Gordon Ramsay just because they like the way he talks and swears in British. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure there are. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah. he, I, I don't think he really cares about his um, his body language or his tone. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he also being go. real to himself. Like yes. him being that way, that's probably purposeful, right? Yeah. Uh, being real to himself and not trying to just put on the uber professional face. I think the expertise you need to have is to be an expert on yourself. 
Mm. Boom. Just Boom. went there. <laughs> so said my word, of, Sarah. Speaking of and wrap up for the conversation, we could go on and on about this, I'm sure, for hours, but we have to stay on time for the podcast. One of the things that we mentioned at the end is sometimes when we think of influencing, we think of influencing the other, which hopefully we all do want to. And hopefully we all want to go into influencing because of what we can do for the other, not just because of what we can do for us, because it's short-lived if it's just for us. But in order to influence in any way and improve ourselves and influence, what's the first thing we need to work on? This is what we closed our defining leader session on today. But what is the first thing we need to work on? F-I-R-S-T, focus on your own development, right? And your own, and I think Kimmy was talking about how many books she reads and all, you know, they're always trying to keep up the date of what she's trying to accomplish to be an expert in her field. But if you can't develop yourself first, then it's kind of hard to develop others. We use the F-I-R-S-T, I'll say it first, you know, you focus on your own development, your priorities. I, you implement something every day, do something, crying out loud. Uh, R, then you reflect on what you learned, what you did, how you do it better. And then you seek support and feedback from others. I mean, our, we're trying to develop personal connections here, you know, and that's one way to do it is ask, value people's opinions, ask for their help, support. And then T is what you're doing, what this whole group is doing, teaching others, transferring learning. It's really cool. I love that. Sheila. I'm going to piggyback again. I think I need a new word for that. So I don't repeat it so many times. Peter, thank you. But I would like to augment what you said. And I think it's critical to really focus on your emotional intelligence and continue to get better at it. I'll just leave it there because that's short and sweet. Figure out your emotional intelligence, continually stay aware of it, what other, how you're reacting, how other people are reacting, and get better at it. Mm-hmm. When people are looking up to us, it can be really easy to get a big head really fast. But if we stop focusing on ourselves, we're going to lose our audience. We're going to lose ourselves. And we're going to lose the most important, well, one of the most important aspects of influence, which is integrity. Because the integrity piece is what keeps people coming back. Because like when you cook a recipe from Gordon Ramsay, you know, it's going to taste good. When you follow this, you know what to expect as the audience. And if you're getting something opposite of what you were going to expect, you're not want to follow that person anymore. Or maybe you want to follow them to watch them fail. Unfortunately, sometimes that's the case. Sarah, what was it that you wanted to add? I was just going to add that I can only control what I can control. And that to what Peter said, to what Sheila said, If I'm working on myself, making myself better, walking in integrity, like you said, Kristen, then I'm going to show up authentically and add value where I can as the expert in my field, which is me and what I do. And that doesn't mean I need to show up perfect. I want to say that because that was, I, I think, a big light bulb moment for me in our conversation was it doesn't mean I have to be perfect because I think that we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like you said, we can get a big head if we think of ourselves as an influencer or maybe put pressure on ourselves saying, like, well, I'm an influencer. I need to show up perfectly. And that's not true. If we show up authentically, humbly in an attitude of serving and adding value, then we're going to, we're going to be all right. Exactly. Any closing thoughts, Stuart? 
since this was the first time that I had come to the leadership class and participated in my very first podcast, I'm just soaking it all up. This is <laughs> this is fantastic. You know, I encourage people to get involved and thank you for having me. Wonderful. Well, for those of you out there that are listeners and you want to increase your leadership capacity as well, I gave a formula to our group today, which one plus one, if you as a leader influence one other pe- one other person, you're equaling two. But through one of the things that I love about defining leaders is through defining leaders, we get to influence other leaders and therefore influence so many more. It's like a ripple in a pond effect. But if you first work on yourself, you're maximizing that even more because it's when it's one times something to the nth degree, you can only get so large. But when you increase that one to four or five, or in other words, increase your own capacity, you can grow so much further. So that's one of the reasons why we really wanted to focus on that personal development today. Thank you listeners for joining in. So glad to have you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for Defining Leaders, where together is better. Become a part of our community where you can find out more about defining yourself as a leader. The link to join is in the show notes.